Welcome back, everyone, to Common Sense Choices, and I'm Linda Tupin. Oh my goodness, if this is your very first episode and you just accidentally stumbled in here, welcome. Pull up a chair and enjoy the conversation. If you're on Apple or Spotify today listening as you're driving, this is uh, this will be perfectly fine. Some of these episodes during the cooking series, you kind of needed a visual. Today won't be quite as necessary, but if you are in a place that you can watch the video, it will be best. Anyway, well, welcome everyone, and especially to those who have been with me all 34 episodes. We've been together since December of 2021, and it is because of you that our podcast has been so successful. So thank you so very much. I love getting your comments and your private messages, and especially those of you who comment on an episode and ask questions. And our guest speakers are very kind about coming in and answering your questions. And today might be one of those times where you have a lot of questions. So anyway, so don't be shy. Anytime that you comment or you share on one of our episodes on Common Sense Choices, your name is entered into a drawing for a fun gift from my store. And I'll talk to you about that in just a second. But in episode number 31, we started a cooking series on einkorn flour, and we learned a little bit about why 18 million people have gluten issues. And you will learn how to cook with einkorn and a sourdough starter and a lot of history on that. So this is a great episode. Episode 32, we met Robin Rowland and we went into her kitchen, looked at all her beautiful kitchen utensils that she uses and learned her organic a story of what, why she buys and only works with organic food. And then last week, you got to meet my friend Chatney Gelfius. And did you have any idea a garbage bag was a big part of a pie crust? Oh my gosh, I was so excited. What a wonderful episode and so much fun. And today will be no exception with episode 34. But before we get started, for those of you who are new to my podcast, Common Sense Choices is built on my mantra. Now, today I am looking at you with my kitchen in the background. Now, if you've seen a lot of these, you're like, well, you're backwards today because typically you're looking into my living room. Okay. And over there is a seven foot piece of art with our mantra. And our mantra is the basis for common sense choices. And so you can say it with me. I am where I am by the choices I've made or I've allowed others to make for me. Deep cleansing breath in. <laughs> I just slapped you. I am where I am by the choices I've made or I've allowed other people to make for me. So if we want a different life, we want a better life, a more fulfilled life, a healthier life, then it all comes down to our personal responsibility. And so that is the basis for every single episode. And they tell us, since choices is such a big part of this, that we will make 35,000 choices today. <laughs> no wonder you're tired when your head hits the pillow. Woo. Anyway, some of those may seem insignificant to you, but they accumulate. Every little choice accumulates into habit. All right. So we want to be careful of those choices. So thank you for choosing to click play. Thank you for choosing to continue to listen. Thank you for choosing to share and comment. Those are all choices. And thank you so very, very much. Well, it is time for our winner from our last episode. Remember, commenting and sharing is how you get your name in the drawing. And so our winner from episode number 33, drum roll, please, is Don. Congratulations, Don. You'll be getting something wonderful from my store over at lindatupin.com. That is T as in Tom, O-U-P as in Peter, I-N. I've only said that 50 million times in my life, lindatupin.com. And as I said, our podcast is on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, my Facebook, Common Sense Choices, Linda Tupin, YouTube, Common Sense Choices, Linda Tupin. But the very best way, the very best way, say it with me, the very best way to get every episode and ensure that you never miss one is to head on over to lindatupin.com and sign up. And you'll get an email with the episode 
email to you. It's the very best way. Now, you guys, it is a two-step system. And some people say, well, Linda, I've just not been getting the emails. Well, did you click the confirmation email? Go looking in your junk and your spam. And if you're in Gmail, look in your promotions tab, because I'm probably there waiting on you to confirm. So anyway, check it all out. Now, while you're over at lindatupin.com, many of you know, we've been having some construction. It's kind of like the interstate gets a little messy. We've been having some construction in my store, my store is called Stuff You Didn't Know You Needed. Don't you just love to go in a little boutique and go, whoo, walk out with a big bag full of stuff and go, I didn't even know I needed that. Anyway, and there's some fun things over there with our mantra on it. Now, if you get over there and you can't find the link, that means we're still having construction. Okay, so over there, you're going to find eight by eight canvas prints. This is going to be great for your classroom, your uh uh, bedroom, your living room, your office, your children's rooms, your classrooms, your therapist office. We also have coffee mugs. Check out your cabinet. Make sure you have a Choices coffee mug in your cabinet. We also have over there our fun little kitchen magnets. These are great to give out as gifts and promotions. And even socks. So when you put your feet up on the ottoman, I am where I am by the choices I have made. And in the front of it, it says, I make wise choices. And we're getting ready to add some new items over there. So hopefully by the time you watch this episode, I'll have a store over there. Anyway, well, before we meet our guest speaker, quick shout out to our two sponsors. I told you back in December, guys, I was not going to bring and sponsor, uh, ask people to sponsor my show that I did not believe in, that had not changed my life or made a difference. So the very first one is my friend, Curtis J. Hanna. His website is curtis.pink. Check it out. If there is ever a day you want to take your phone and throw it, or you want to take your laptop and throw it off your desk, because he is the only human I know that is kind and patient and actually knows how to teach you how to do whatever you can't figure out how to do with your phone or your laptop. The first 10 minutes is free. He comes right into your device. You can watch him work, which is amazing. Helps you learn. And first 10 minutes is free. So when you fill out the form that you need his help, he'll say, how'd you find out about me? And I want you to remember this face <laughs> and remember my name, Linda Tupin. All right, and for our second sponsor, it is my good friend, personal integrative functional doctor, Dr. Lena Edwards. I found her, excuse me, in 2008. So that was 15 years ago and she is responsible for my good health. Her website is drlenaedwards.com. And for heaven's sakes, make sure you're part of her Facebook group. It's like a college education over there. It's called From Barely Surviving to Absolutely Thriving. She answers questions. There's incredible articles. She's always sharing information that is pertinent. And um, I think you will love it. But the product I want to talk to you today about is one that she actually developed. She works mainly with hormone and stress-related issues of women. After working with thousands and thousands of women, she kept prescribing various supplements. Now, you guys, let me get real clear here. A supplement is not going to fix you, okay? You're not going to just get magically fixed, okay? There's a, there's a lot more to good health than that, but sometimes it helps with symptoms. And so her product, after she began to prescri prescribe things, she developed her own, and it is called Adrena Fem. A-D-R-E-N-A-F-E-M. And you will find it at her website, adrenalogic.com. A-D-R-E-N-A-L-O-G-I-X. And you can see all of the ingredients in it. You can read all the amazing testimonials over there. And guess what? You get $5 off your very first bottle if you use a, a code, a discount code. And the code is, it'll be up on the screen, GIFT for me. And it's all caps and the number four gift for me, $5 off. And guys, everybody will react differently. That's why I love the testimonials over there. For me personally, after, after the first year, I kept telling her I sleep so much better and I couldn't figure out what I had done differently. She kept saying, well, what have you done differently this year? This is the only thing I changed. I lay down in bed the next morning. I wake up in the same spot in the same position. I don't even remember in between. So that's a good thing. The other thing is I take one first thing in the morning to clear the fog. I don't know if you know this, but as you get older, you get a little foggy. So it just kind of makes things clearer. And then I'll take one in the afternoon for that little burst of energy. Now, that's how it interacts with my body. Everybody is different. So remember, gift for me. Okay, well, 
It's time for our final episode in our cooking series. And I'm so excited. This is one of my favorite people in the entire world. I remember where I was sitting in a convention center when I first heard this woman speak. I can still feel the cold chills that went up and down my arms because I'd never heard anyone speak with so much passion and so much conviction. I felt like I could conquer the world when I get when I got done listening to her. I know exactly where I was sitting in that room when it happened. That's called a turning point, by the way. And uh, you guys, you're going to see her probably in March or April again, because I'm starting a whole new series called When the Smoke Clears be the person left standing. And where I got that saying is from her because her entire life, every time I look around, there's chaos that's happened around her or to her, but she's always standing. So don't be surprised if you see her again pretty soon. There's a lot of famous people in the world that go by one name, Madonna, Cher, Adele. And you, uh, you know them by their first name. And in my world, everybody knows who Julianne is. So would you please welcome to the screen, let me bring her up right now, my good friend, Julianne Nagel. <laughs> Julianne, go ahead and, uh, I'm sorry, you're going to have to unmute. I apologize. All right, hang on. There we go. Can you unmute, Julianne? Um, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Hi, Linda. <laughs> How are things in Salt Lake City, Utah? This it, morning? well, it is beautiful. We had a ton of snow, but the, I have the Rocky Mountains right out here, where all the light is coming in, and they are so beautiful because there is fresh snow on the mountains, fresh snow on the ground, and a little rim of clouds around those gorgeous Rocky Mountains. So it's absolutely gorgeous here in Salt Lake. And it's warming up a little. We got down to seven below, so. <laughs> well, you know, I've been to your beautiful home and like looking out the window you're describing is like a postcard. It is, and you've got your barn back there and your homestead. It's just beautiful, <laughs> but it's just like you, Julianne. And you've been such an incredible blessing in my life. And I know that, Everyone who is watching this that doesn't know you will fall in love with you when we get done. So, Julianne, first of all, let's just kind of talk family here for a second. Uh, you live in Salt Lake City, so you are taking care of your mother right now. Yes, I'm single. And um, <clears throat> so there's two grams doing life together. My mom is 93 years young and she is amazing. She has gone through many trials physically. She had to have a hip replacement. She fell and broke her hip. And then um, why in the rehab, she fell again because they... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a rehab center, just saying that. That's my next project. Um, because the elderly need to have a lot of love and a lot of care and a lot of good food. And uh, But she fell, had to have that surgery again, all in the span of four weeks, two surgeries. And so, and she, I just, I mean, the doctors are amazed by her. When the paramedics come to get her each time she falls, they take her blood pressure and everything. And they go, she's healthier than all of us combined. So just saying she is, and then she recently fell and broke her um, pelvis and her arm. And she just is so sweet to everyone, Linda. She compliments the care facility say, we love having her here, but we'd like her to just come visit and not have to be a resident because she makes everybody feel so special. So when I grow up, I want to be just like my mom. Well, I got news for you, Julianne. You are. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, uh, I know you're going to come on in another episode and you're going to talk about your attitude and how you have dealt with just almost unbelievable things. Like there's so many like seasons of your life that could have been a movie, but today we're going to narrow that focus. This is a cooking series. This is about food and um, you know a lot about food and it wasn't like just like something you've known about your entire life. This is this has happened in the past decade. And so I'd like for you just to take us on a journey, okay? All right. Well, um, if anybody has ever heard me speak before, I have props. Always I have props. So I've got them here. So Linda wanted me to tell you about that food journey that I was on. Well, I first of all, I want you to know I was raised by two amazing, amazing parents, family of six kids. And I'm the second oldest and oldest daughter. So I had a lot of responsibility there. But I will tell you that I grew up in a house that consisted of a lot of sugar 
and then a lot of really heavy meals that and, and a lot of meats and a lot of creams um, that kind of stuff where you're feeding casseroles to a lot of kids right so big family cooking right and I don't ever remember seeing like a basket of fruit or things like that the cookie jar was always full and little candy baskets were always full all the way around and we always baked brownies we did that kind of stuff but Linda, honestly, in reflecting back on a wonderful childhood, I do not remember fruit or veggies being like a focus at all or ever a discussion about health whatsoever. Now, I come from good stock. Um, my grandparents both on both sides lived into their 90s. So we come from good stock. But I'm not going to say that living that long is all that great when you're not living healthy, right? So it can be a long older age <laughs> when you're not healthy. So um, and Alzheimer's um, had an effect on my father. And it also with my mom, she's in the later stages of dementia. And then also my grandparents suffered with that as well. And so I, I really look at those things because um, Alzheimer's, I want you to know, is not hereditary. Unless you have the AP, APOE gene, and then it's still, you've got a lot of play within your own court of what you do to take control of that. And so food to me back then was just something that I did. It was for pleasure. It was for great taste, but it was not something that I ever looked at as what I eat mattered. Okay. So then changed my life because um, these were my staples. I have to just tell you. This is how I woke up in the morning. And if my kids wanted to get me up to take them to um, in the carpool really quickly, they popped a can of Diet Coke at my bedside, literally. And I, <laughs> oh, oh, yes, I'm here. And so I lived off of Diet Coke, M&M's, Twiddlers was another staple in my house, always on my desk when I was working. And then my youngest daughter tells me I raised her on these lean cuisines. And she would be standing here and she would say, it is absolutely true. And this was my favorite was the enchiladas. And so I got that today. And as I put it in the freezer, my other foods that are in there now, the fruits and the vegetables, they were screaming, what has happened? So they did not want it in there. But that is how I lived my life. And sugar was always a big thing for me. So healthy food was nothing that I did. So in my late 20s, I started to experience some health issues. I started to experience having foggy mind. I started to experience um, that I couldn't grasp things very well with my right hand. I burned my head with my curling iron quite frequently. Um, I also started to realize that I didn't have really great depth perception. Like when I was walking, I couldn't really tell where there was, the, as I was getting off the um, sidewalk down to where the gutter was, I didn't have that depth perception. Um, and I lost a lot of feeling on my right side. It was the predominant side that was affected. My eyes, I saw spots throughout my eyes. My vision was not as good. My hearing would come and go. And then my balance was so off. My balance was tremendously off. I remember coming out on stage and having to have two people on each side of me um, hang on to me to get me out on that stage. And I couldn't even drop my friends to wave. So that was kind of sad. But, um, you know, so I really started to take a look at um, what was going on. So I went to some doctors and, you know, they kind of look at you when you have things that they can't put the little boxes all line up. Um, they kind of look at you like you are a hypochondriac or something. And so for a while, they diagnosed me with Epstein-Barr, then chronic fatigue, um, but there was nothing they could do for that. But they really didn't have the diagnostic techniques that they do now. Well, in 1999, because everything just kind of got worse. And then, oh, I had neuropathy too in my feet. And um, so in 1999, I went to a different neurologist and he said, we're going to do an MRI. And those started to be more um, prevalent, I guess, or available. And um, he came back into the room and he said, okay, um, I'll, I'll give you the, the results in a few days. But he said, I, I, I just need you to be prepared for, for what might come. And I said, okay. Then they did a spinal tap. That was fun. And um, so all of these tests were being done. So a couple of days later, he phoned me and he said, 
I need to let you know that um, with the tests that we did, the spinal tap and the MRI, that you have multiple sclerosis. Now, that I did not expect at all. And multiple sclerosis, I don't know about you, Linda, but when I think of multiple sclerosis, I envision wheelchairs. I envision not being able to walk. And I'm a Tom girl. And I love to run. I love to ride. I love yard work. I love hiking. I love the mountains. So for me, that was a really sad, sad diagnosis. But I did keep moving forward. Well, um, at first, uh, first question I ask is, what can I do to make a difference in this? What can I do to change it? Because I come from the mindset of just the choices that I make, and I'm going to make good choices here. And I said, so can I eat differently? Can I do something differently? And he said, it doesn't really matter what you eat, and it doesn't really matter what you do, because it doesn't have a cure. And then I said, well, in the afternoons, I get so fatigued. And do you know what he told me I should do? He said, you should just grab a Coke. <laughs> And I was like, okay, gave me permission to drink even more. So, and now as I look back on that, I think, holy cats, that is crazy that they would tell me to drink a Diet Coke and not do anything about all of that. So that was amazing to me. So um, I also started suffering from deep, deep depression. I had suicidal thoughts and I just was, my life seemed at a real, real sad point at that point. So in um, after I was diagnosed with that, I knew I couldn't do anything to change it, so they said, and no dietary changes, but what they offered me was MS drugs. And it was a shot that I did to myself once a week, and um, it was encased in gerbil ovaries, Chinese gerbil ovaries. Why? I kept waiting for a tail and whiskers, because that would be what would come next. But it really didn't make a difference. I didn't see a change in my progression. I didn't see that I was getting any healthier. And they said it slowed down the exacerbation. So basically, I was at a standstill of where I was. Well, 2013, I wanted to take you to, was I got to go to China with an amazing group of amazing women. And we went to China. But I am a history freak. And I love to travel. I love to know everything about a country. I'm curious, Georgina. So I got to ask all the questions and go to all the weird places that nobody else really wants to go to. So um, I hired some guides to go into the back country. And I wanted, I had every place that I ever wanted to see when we were in Beijing. And then also when I went into the back country, I was going to obscure places, but knew exactly where I wanted to go. So while in Beijing, one of the places that I wanted to go to was the oldest pharmacy in the world. And I was so intrigued by that. I watched the History Channel while some people watched the Hallmark Channel. And so I love history. And so I went to this oldest pharmacy in the world, not thinking of anything that was happening with me at the time, but just that it was history. And somebody had told me about it. I read up on it and I was so excited to go see because people in China that go to the pharmacy there, they are still receiving herbs and sea creatures sometimes, um, just like they did back in the ancient times. So their medicine has not changed. And if you look at those places, they are the healthiest people that are living the way they did back in the old ancient times. They have carried on what they knew back then and now. So when we walked through the door and a couple of friends were with me, we walked through the door, I was totally transported into an ancient time. The little apothecary jars, and they were all labeled in Chinese. That was good, so they could read it. And then they had a little scale and that they would weigh the little um, doctors. They don't call them a doctor. They call them a professor. Their prescription of the herbs that they needed. And then they would pull those out of the drawers and then they would put them in paper and they would roll them up. And the locals would take those and they would make tea out of that. Now, I got so intrigued that look at all this health and they are getting prescriptions. It is different. They're not giving everybody the same thing out of a bottle. So I said to somebody there, could, could I want to see a doctor. I want to talk to somebody because then I thought that maybe could help me. Well, they didn't speak English. Can you believe it? So I had to come back the next day. I hired a translator and brought her back. She got me an appointment with a professor and the professor was amazing. You know, people from all over the world, famous people, rich people, kings, presidents of our own USA have gone over to this pharmacy, to this person and sat in front. So I was with a girlfriend, she wanted to go. 
We went into a room on just the table, like a big old long lunch table. And the professor was sitting on the other side. His nurse was over there. She spoke English. My translator sat behind him with my friend. And he did very simple things. He took my wrists, turned them upside down on a little kind of like sponge thing. And then he put all of his fingers on both of my wrists. So both wrists had his hands on there. He was very still and he just listened to my body. And then he said in Chinese, whatever he said, I didn't understand. But the nurse then asked me the questions. Does this happen to you? And then named the symptoms. And at first, I turned back around to the translator person, and she just nodded her head. And I said, well, yes, that does happen. Then he asked me the next thing. Does this happen? I said, yes, in amazement. And then he kept asking questions. He was spot on every stinking time. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, amazing. Beyond amazing. So I listened to everything that he said. And at the end, his nurse said, um, this is what he is prescribing for you, these herbs. And she went through all of them. I still have all the papers. Of course, that's not a shock. And because I collect everything and I have all the papers and she said, this is what you need to do. The cost was $1,895. And I remember being blown away for herbs for that much money. And um, they said they will grind them up and they put them in a capsule form so that you can get them back to the U.S. And then gave me all the different things I needed to do to take those. Well, my girlfriend that I was with, she said, um, Julianne, that, what does an MRI cost you in the United States that the, your insurance doesn't pay for it? And I said, about $2,500. She said, then this is a bargain because nothing that you're doing is working. And how much is the medicine out of your pocket? It was $3,000 out of my pocket every single month. And I noticed no difference. So I made a choice, Linda. I made a definite choice and I decided to gamble on my health. And my guide, the translator said, we have a saying in China that your health is more valuable than gold. Now that made me say, here's my American Express, okay? Because that, I thought, why not take that chance on myself? Nothing else has worked. So um, I got all that. A friend of mine took them home on hers because I was going to the back country with another friend. So off to the back country. Oh, wait, I have to tell you one other thing that he said. He asked me at the end, Julian, he didn't, she did. Um, what does Western medicine say you have? And I said, multiple sclerosis. He knew what that meant. He looked at me and he had this sheepish little grin on his face and he shook his head. And he told her that that's, no, your kidneys are shutting down and it's very, very serious. He said, but what happens when they get your symptoms is they, in America, they put them in a box because they don't know what causes it and they don't exactly know how to fix it. So they take your symptoms, they put them in a box, which aligns with something that's got a title. And my title, that was given to me is MS. And now, even though I feel amazing and don't have it, I've been given that title and that travels with me for the rest of my life, MS does, once they diagnose you, no matter how good you feel. So anyway, for, fast forward, my friend and I head off to the back country and I'd hired um, guides. Our young guide was Jack. He was our photography guide. And one of the things that fascinated me about Jack, we got off a long boat ride, it was super, super hot. And we were just dripping sweaty. And there was a little machine, like an old Coca-Cola um, door opener thing. And there was some bottled waters and then some popsicle looking things. And so I got the Diet Coke that was in there, of course. And then um, my friend got a water. And then Jack, the guide, got a green popsicle. And so my friend got, Cindy got a green popsicle. And so Jack took a bite of it and he's chomping it down. Cindy took a bite and she went, that is horrible. What is that? He said, it's ground up green beans. She goes, who on earth would eat green bean popsicles? He said, we all do. He said, do you know what green beans do for your body? And he started my education. Everywhere we went, Jack told me about what I was seeing on the markets. Wherever we went, we went to the food market. He walked by thing by thing by thing, things I'd never seen before, didn't even know what these type of berries were. I'm now a goji berry guru. I grow goji berries in my backyard. I got the best.
best crop last year I've had in nine years. So it was delicious. But I'll tell you, I learned so much. And being curious, Georgina, I asked more and more questions. He used to take us to the quasi-Americanized because we were now out of Western-influenced Beijing. We were in the old country. And so he um, would take us to the more Americanized restaurants where we'd recognize the food a little bit more like you'd see in a Chinese restaurant here. I said, Jack, I don't want to go there anymore. I want to go because he wouldn't eat with us. I want to go where you're eating lunch. And Cindy goes, we're not going there. And I said, yes, we are. <laughs> so off we went to those restaurants. So I watched them make the noodles from scratch. I watched them. If you ask for a chicken, you heard, ah, and that was your lunch coming to the table. So it was amazing. And he educated me every single step of the way. I was, again, curious, Georgina, question, question, question. But I would learn so much. And I asked Jack at 23, how do you know all this? He said, I've been raised like this since I was one. I hear it. I know it. My elders teach it to me. We learn it. It's what we know. It's how we eat. And you know, one of the fascinating things, Linda, if they do have ah, chicken, it is a tiny little bit in the pan for the flavor. They don't eat half the chicken. They don't eat a chicken leg. They put a little tiny bit in just for flavor. That is it. And everything is so much vegetables. We stayed in the rice fields, Longji rice fields. And um, Jack was getting us up at 4 a.m. to go see a sunrise, the red sunrise of um, China. And as we were going, it was so hot and we were so sweaty. Um, but he said, I said, you know, Jack, where do you um, keep your old people? You know, what? where do you keep your old folks? I don't even see them everywhere. And he goes, what's an old folk? And I said, well, you're 23, so it'll probably be your great-grandmother. He said, well, I'll show you. We're about to come around to where they are working. I said, working? And he said, oh, yes. And he said, see, the old folks in our, um, our communities, it's a commune like you see down there. And he said, they wash the clothes, cook the meals, clean everything, and take care of the children while the young people go into the cities to work. And he said, so we're coming around. Well, we come around this corner and it is like 4.30 in the morning and there are two people out bending over, cleaning out the rice fields by hands. One lady has a little papoose on her back with a belt and looks like about an 18-month-old, two-year-old child. And they're bending down. She's getting up, just putting the stuff that she's supposed to be doing. And Jack goes, there's old folks. I said, no, I mean old folks. And he said, I'll go ask how old they are. Came back and he says, one is 87 and one is 86. I said, my, that, uh, no, no, my parents are 82 and 84. And that, no, no. And he said, that not old enough. We can find some more. And I said, that is how you're old. And they're the ones that are doing all the work and babysitting the children. And he said, and doing laundry. And I said, unbelievable. And he said, why is that so unbelievable? And I said, well, you haven't been to America, obviously, because we put our old people in special homes to be cared for. They aren't caring for us. They're not caring like that. They aren't able to. And I said, Jack, I need to learn more because I want to grow old like that. And Linda, that was the decisive factor for me, that food mattered because I didn't see candy bars on every corner. I didn't see junk food. In Beijing, you got it. I saw a McDonald's, I saw a Starbucks, I saw a KFC, I saw it all. But I did not see anything like that. They were still pushing carts the way they did. They, they were hoeing their fields. Everything was amazing, so. Well, before you segue over, I, I, I find all this incredibly fascinating and I know my audience is as well because you are, such an incredible storyteller. And we were right there with you in the rice fields. You know, a lot of this reminds me of the blue zones. And I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yes. Oh, yes. I've talked about it on my podcast before. And if my audience is not familiar with it, just go to bluezones.com. And they've identified seven places in the world where people age the best, yep. are the healthiest, et cetera. And a lot of what you're saying fits that dynamic. So that incredible and you have some pictures of that pharmacy do you not or from your trip yes I do I, I have some pictures for you and so you're going to see the little apothecary and I even have a picture of the professor that I saw oh and good good we'll so, put this right yeah. up right now so people can see them perfect 
Okay. okay. Well, you're going to love him because he, he was darling, but he was so smart. So um, yeah, I, it was an amazing experience. But as I continued my journey um, over in that segment, I did notice the difference in health. So I became very cognizant and aware of food at that point, Linda. And um, I didn't have a Diet Coke since then. That was my last wow. Diet Coke was off the boat. It was my last Diet Coke. And I really started to become hungry for more knowledge. And so Jack was such a gift to me. Um, he was an amazing photography guide. And the pictures I took over there were the, exactly what I saw on natural, National Geographic covers. I saw all those things. And thanks to Jack for that. But I'll, he, he changed my life. And quite frankly, he saved my life. It's, I'll segue into the next part of my, my journey in, with my food. But um, uh, when I, um, in 2014, Right after I got home from China, I came home and I took the herbs. So I took the herbs and I took them for the, because he said you need to take them for three months, but he said some people have to come back for more because you live in America, you might want to get six months. So I did get six months worth of herbs and I took them faithfully every single day and I continued my journey. I continued to um, want more knowledge about food and the power of food. So I'm going to share one book with you that was my very first book that I read. And that is by um, John Robbins. He is the sole heir to Baskin and Robbins. And he left and said his dad, we are not making people healthy. I cannot do that. You've got diabetes. My uncle has diabetes. And, and we there are no happy cows like we put on our logo. And I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want any money. I, I love you, but I can't do it. He went off and he wrote this book, Healthy at 100 and America's New Diet. Um, the, um, it, it, the, that was a huge book when it first came out because he talked about a plant-based eating. But Healthy at 100, like I said, people can live to 100, but they're not necessarily healthy. There's a doctor that was I just listened to the other day, 99.5, and he was went on for an hour. I was amazed, the knowledge, his recall, just he knew everything, he quote the book, the author, the study that this was under, that's how I wanna grow old. So that was one of my books. The other one that I would highly, highly recommend is How Not to Die by Dr. Michael Greger. And I had him come into Salt Lake and then COVID came first, so he didn't. But he did jump on and do a um, question and answer, live question and answer. This book tells you the top 15 reasons people die in America top 15, and they are all preventable, and they are all, for the most part, you can control them or reverse them. Heart disease is reversible. You don't have to have some little metal stints in your heart. You don't have to do that unless you want them because they're cute on x-rays. I don't know, but I'm thinking I would rather prevent everything. This is, if you can't tell, it's kind of like a little Bible to me, and so I love that book. Other two books that I want to share because of what's going on in my own world, and it's an epidemic in America, and that's Alzheimer's. And I had the opportunity to meet these two people, and Linda, they live in Loma Linda. They are in one of the blue zones in the world. And I had an opportunity to speak um, side by side with them and share my story and what food did and about my food truck, which I'll tell you in just a second. And this is a husband and wife and they're brain surgeons and brain doctors. And they talk about how you can control it. They have a beautiful cookbook that I cook from that I absolutely love, but you are in control of whether we're going to get this or not. And I'm telling you, if you haven't been around people that have it, it's just not fun. So don't go unless it's fun, okay? So don't go there. And then this is a brand new one that I just um, came across, Dr. Dale Brenson. And I'll, I'll, um, I gave you pictures, so I'm sure you're gonna throw those up on the screen at any moment. And, um, but this is a brand new one. I have not read it yet, but I listened to his thing. And because I am curious, Georgina, and I wanna know those facts, I listened to it four times so far. So he is amazing too about how we do not have to do this, but ending the Alzheimer's. And this is a program, the first protocol to enhance cognitive and reverse decline. So with along with the um, Shara's doctors and him, I mean, they're coming out with it. It's everywhere. So I have been blessed, blessed, blessed. I have trained for thousands of hours with these amazing doctors live, sitting at their feet for 10 days at a time, then constant week-long 10-day um, podcasts that are um, five hours at a time. And I've been blessed to know them personally. Dr. Uh, Colin T. Campbell, who did the China study, was in the, the cabin next to me on a cruise, 10-day cruise, health cruise, got to have lunch and dinner with him and his beautiful 
beautiful wife and pick his brain, so to speak. And um, and John Robbins and Ocean Robbins, his son, I know them. And then Michael Greger, my hero, had the chance to be with him so many times. And so I am so steeped in this. And I'm so passionate, if you cannot tell. And the reason I do what I do now um, is because I want to help my fellow human beings take control of their health. And it's at the end of our fork and it is a choice. And that's what it says on my, um, as my tagline is our health is a choice. And it is at the end of your fork. We make that choice three times a day at least, but most of us make it many times more than that by what we, liquids we put in, by what foods we choose to eat, what chemicals we're using or not using in our homes and the choice to buy organic or not organic. So those are the things that I would say. So what I found was, as I was taking those herbs, after two and a half months, my MS went like the symptoms were like this. And then after six months, at the April 27th was that my last herbs, I felt amazing. I had none of the symptoms at all. Now, my right side was somewhat affected with my neurological. Um, and so a little bit, but not much was still there. Well, on um, in May 27th, that year, 2014, less than 30 days later, um, I went on a horse ride with my horse and a good friend. And we were going up a hill and my horse tripped and he just couldn't, when he went to stand up, his back feet couldn't stand up. So 1,400 pounds came over backwards and I broke his fall. And I weigh 115 and broke his fall. And so he got up and he, he came down on me two more times, full bore. I was crushed beyond belief. I was bleeding to death on that hill. And I know Linda's going to have me talk a little bit more about that. So I won't share that much, but they said when they got to me after 45 minutes of waiting for them because they couldn't find me, it was in a canyon. And they said, we don't even hear your heartbeat. Your pulse is barely there. Um, so they wanted my family. But I inside, Linda, was so strong. I said, just get me out of here because I'm, I'm not going to die. Just get me out of here. I got too much to do to die. Don't have time for dying today. So I went to the hospital, the trauma one ICU ER doctor said the same. I told my assistant, give me a new doctor. This doctor has a bad attitude and I want a new doc. But I knew inside that I would live. And here's the point about food I want to make. I stood up for my health in the hospitals and in the care centers for six months. And I would not eat what they were serving. I got a little fridge. My assistants came in and they made my food. And I ate what I knew I needed to eat to survive and to thrive. I wanted to walk, which I am. I wanted to get out of there as fast as I could. And I did. And I went and saw my MS doctor right after that. He couldn't believe I wasn't on my medicine. He did my neurological test. He said, I knew you'd gone in. They said you were refusing it. I couldn't make you take it. And he said, but to see you now is, an, is a miracle. He tells my story to all of his patients and he gives me an A++ every time I go. He said, you just get better and better. And so now I'm seeing changes in the MS things because he's one of the prominent doctors in the US. They are talking more about vegetables. They're talking more about fruits and saying, you should cut back on meats, cheeses and dairy and eggs. And so I just know that food matters. So, um, I, in 2018, I was on my way to uh, Ocean Robins, little thing there, and I had a was walking in a forest, and as crazy it was, I was like, what am I supposed to do? I believe I was saved for a purpose, because people in the care centers that had less um, traumatic accidents as mine were crippled. Some of them couldn't speak any longer. Some were in trach wards. And I kept saying, why was I saved? Why? What am I supposed to do? And I saw a little vision and it's crazy. And I argued in the forest, but I saw a food truck that I could take the taste of change to people because people think it tastes horrible. So I made a cute little party truck and you've got a picture up there of it. And it's got a pig, a chicken and a cow um, doing peace signs and they wear John Lennon glasses and a peace sign on there. 
and one of them has a tattoo the chicken does and it is the cutest truck and people come to it because it's a party and then when they taste the food it's a party in their mouth because it's so delicious and it is so nutritious and on my truck I give a little card out that tells what the food is what is in it and then what it does for your body which each ingredient does people say that will lower my cholesterol that macron cashews well it's delicious I say amen and you should be eating it all the time because delicious is nutritious and it is good for the planet so the mantra on my truck is that i really believe the missing piece to our health puzzle is how and what we eat and that i believe that we if we change the way we as a species eat by eating plants we can heal our planet and we can then feed the other two-thirds of the world that are star starving. And then I believe we can be kind to all sentient beings. And my grandkids and great-grandkids will have a planet, which would make me so happy. So I'm on a mission. And that little truck and I, we go lots of different places, but we carry on that mission. So any questions, Linda? Um, no, we are so excited by all of this. I know that you actually... I mean, because you're an incredible teacher. Everybody's totally mesmerized right now. Tell us about your food classes, how that works, and how they can sign up to be part of your class. Okay. All right. So um, the food class is its actually a course. It's nine weeks, Saturdays, from 9 until 1230 Mountain Time. And here's the best part about it. You are going to get a full shopping list. So all the list is done off of the recipes. You don't even have to look at that. I will tell you what utensils you need to have in the kitchen that day and if it's a food processor or whatever. And then um, I give you exact prep instructions for every recipe and you prep I suggest they prep on Thursday because if they forgot an ingredient they can go pick it up on Friday so just get everything prepped label it put it in this um your kitchen in the fridge there and then Saturday morning you pop on and this is what you see and I'm here cooking right along with you I teach you about freezing I teach you about every single ingredient just like on my food truck so you are knowing how powerful a sesame seed is. You are knowing what cinnamon does for the body. And I teach you to decorate your food and it's not with sprinkles or M&Ms. It <laughs> is with nuts and seeds and all kinds of great things. We grow sprouts, I teach that. So you walk away after nine weeks, you will not fall off the plant-based wagon. I can promise you that. So, so food. So you're the, the, when they take the class with you and they cook with you on Saturday, you're literally preparing the meals for the entire week? Entire week. And they can cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They can have the desserts if they want to do the desserts, whatever they want to cook. But with me, we'll cook the um, breakfast, lunches, and dinners. And um, so they're totally done. And, you know, that's one of the biggest things, too, is, and each week they learn something new. Like all my curious Georgina information I've accumulated uh, since um, uh, whatever day, 2013, um, up until now, I and I continue to learn. I They learn all of that. And that's the most important thing is because when you are equipped, then you're going to be able to master it. And you're not going to go back and slip into these unhealthy eating habits because I look at that and it's going back to the store. It's not even going to stay in my house and I will not give it to someone. That would just be a shame. So I won't be doing that. So... All right. Oh my gosh. I, 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 I'm sure right now your website is blowing up with people who want to register for your cooking class. I, I have no doubt about that. And uh, the links to all of these books and all this information is in the text above this, but Julianne, I, I, there's no words to tell you what a blessing you have been. And, you know, in that moment in the woods, when you wondered why you were saved and what was the purpose you had an incredible purpose and God was totally with you that day. I have no doubt about it in my mind. I'm going to start crying because you you have blessed me so many times in my life. And, and I've told you this privately that, you know, sometimes just your words, your inspiration, it's like you, you just get into side people's soul. And it's because you're a bright, shiny light, you know, God's living through you and shining through you and, and you are out there to help and support other people. Uh, so there's no words to thank you. There's no gift I can send you that's big enough to thank you for this, but, uh, I, I know that your thanks is that you made people healthier today by watching. Can I give them a list? You uh, you wanted a list to help them be a little bit healthier? Oh, absolutely. Go, go for it. Go okay. for it. 
So I have to put my glasses on. Um, that's because I'm 65. Okay. Um, okay. So the first thing that I'm, you're going to see pop up on the screen is a clarity tool. And that is by um, Dean Gracio and Anthony Robbins. And it makes you that clarity that I talked about. Why do you want to get help, you guys? What is that all about? Oh, you want to lose some unwanted pounds. You pound, I used to be heavy. I used to weigh 155 pounds, people. I weigh 115, healthy 115. I eat like my horse. I graze all the time. And so you don't have to worry about those pounds, but get really clear on what it is, why you want it until you are crying about it. Because sometimes we're sick and tired of something, but we're not sick and tired enough to make a change and let go of what we think we're going to lose but I want you to look at what you're going to gain. So I would have you do that, but dig really deep. And I want you to know, I am not um, committed to this. I'm convicted to it. I, and there's a big difference to me between committed and convicted. And then number two is list what you feel is the most difficult part about making a health change, the obstacles that pop up in your mind. So what are those obstacles that pop up in your mind? And it may be, well, what will my family say? They won't do it with me. Who cares? I have been told that I'm crazy. I'm nuts. I have a brother and a nephew that have MS. And they tell me the way I eat is stupid. My doctor said to them, have you ever tried it? Because their doctor is not, my doctor is now their doctor. Have, do you eat the way Julianne eats? And they said, heck no. And he said, you might want to try because they are suffering and they won't make the change. Um, and then I encourage you to watch the Game Changers. Go on, Google it and watch the Game Changers and take notes and get your family to sit around, but not little children because there's one part that's more for mom and dad. And then um, a number four book that I recommend, I told you those books here, and I'm gonna recommend a few others you'll see pop up on the screen. And then number um, uh, number five here is list the top five foods that you believe you would just die if you couldn't eat. Because I can promise you, you won't. You'll probably die because you will eat those. But some of those foods that you think, I have to have my cheese, I have to have this creamy dish, I can promise you I can help you make that. And you will love it even more. And you know your taste buds change. And as they start to change, then the flavors start to come out in real food. And then the other thing is make a list of your family's seven main meals because we all rotate through those meals. They're the same meals. And so let's make those meals that you would be wanting. And then um, uh, let's see, start small. Maybe do a meatless Monday no turkey Tuesday, I don't know, something like that, but just do a little step at a, a little bit. And then I want you to start reading labels. This is one I picked up, at, one of my people ran and picked it up for me for a class. And then I got it home and it says, warning, consuming this can exposes you to chemicals, including lead. Oh, okay, glad they slapped that sticker on the top there in tiny writing. So be really, really careful when you shop and then choose organic vegetables, you guys. You heard Robin Roland talking about that. Um, choose organic vegetables and fruits because what they're spraying on there and everything an animal eats, if you are going to eat meat, then eat organic fed meat. And even if it's grass fed, you got to figure out what the field next to it is being sprayed with because you're getting that. Um, because everything's going to taste different when it is organic. So those would be just easy steps that you could do right now um, to kind of get you started in the way. But if this sounds intriguing to you, I can tell you this, you'll feel a difference in a couple of days after being with me. And I'm not exaggerating. And then in a week from then, you're going to feel people tell me they feel lighter when they walk. And that's because you're not your body's not trying so hard to digest things that you shouldn't be eating in the first place. And then uh, but you're not going to have to wait six months to feel the difference. I can promise you that. So if that sounds intriguing, come join me for nine weeks in this kitchen just for the health of it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so very, very much, Julianne. And I will uh, say goodbye to you. I'll take you off the screen and I'll come back to you once we're finished. Hang on okay. Thank you. Hang on just a second. Well, everyone, I told you your mind was going to be blown and I'm sure many of you are, this is going to be an episode you watch over and over again because it was so full of information, but go to the text that accompanies this. You'll find all the wonderful links there. And I thank you so much for being part of episode number 34. And in March, starting with episode number 35, remember we're starting a brand new series about when the smoke clears, be the person standing. And we're going to meet some amazing people. 
uh, who have overcome some amazing odds and they've went to really dark places to come out of those places to help other people. So you will continue to be inspired. You guys, thank you so much for being part of Common Sense Choices. Thank you for supporting my sponsors. Thank you for supporting my store at lindatufin.com. Thank you so much, you guys. Have a great day. Yeah.